Section eight of War Letters from a Young Queenslander by Robert Marshall Allen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Tenth of May, nineteen fifteen. I did not meet with any gas cases, for we did not have much in front of us. The regiments nearby suffered severely. One hardly need waste space complaining of such methods. We shall just have to lick them by similar means if ordered to do so, or by sternly fighting on apparently chlorine is the gas most in use though other gases are emitted also the great thing we have to do is to reassure the men they don't mind ordinary warfare but this is something unknown the gas can of course be seen by day and at night a hissing sound betrays its issue from the pipes until the men get respirators the only thing to do is to retire from the trenches and then to charge back through it when the fumes have dissipated a bit hand bombs will help to break up the fumes also the chemical means of getting rid of it are solution of hypo used in clearing and fixing photographic negatives and washing soda these are now supplied to the troops the effects on the men are simply devilish and it does make one's blood boil to have to stand by and be of such little use we shall make them pay up for all this later another thought which strikes me is the comparative inefficiency of a large part of all artillery bombardments we probably went through a week of more concentrated fire than any troops ever did yet ninety-nine per cent of the shots went into earth and did no material damage the fields certainly were simply pitted but beyond that little damage was done it made one rather feel that after all if a shell was going to hit you it would despite what precautions you took and that in the meantime you could go on with your work and disregard them i was very amused one afternoon watching a lot of our men chasing some cows over the fields with their canteens amid quite a respectable amount of shrapnel our journey back to the old spots was uneventful though very fatiguing all marches have to be done by night and it is hard to keep going i was getting quite an expert at walking along practically asleep we found that some mouth organs were a great help to make us forget the never-ending kilometres after resting a day we were warned for another great attack now on and weary though we are the men were keen to get a bit of their own back that battle is now raging and more i cannot say yet yesterday the general came to us and read out smith dorian's thanks to the lahore division it confirmed what i had thought about the whole business when the germans broke through they seriously threatened ypres and if they had got over the canal banks would have cut off a large number of our men and compelled them to surrender we were rushed up and to quote the second army's commander's words without adequate artillery preparation and against an overwhelming artillery maxim and rifle fire together with a glassy position and poisonous gases you stopped further progress while only partially successful in attacking them you prevented any advance and enabled the lines to be rearranged and thus in spite of heavy casualties saved your comrades this is something to be proud of and i am glad i was in such an action we had terrible losses but we did what was wanted and prevented any possible sedan occurring to-day i was ordered to return to my old field ambulance i wanted to remain with the regiment but ever since i left the colonel has been trying to get me back i should be pleased to be considered worth having the ambulance has had to give up all its regular officers to other units lately and there were a lot of new chums who had never heard a gun fired so naturally as a veteran i was wanted the colonel was good enough to say that he looked on me as his right-hand man i am acting second in command now and specialist in advanced operative surgery besides looking after the transport all of which are honorary but i feel that i have been of some use up at the front and that means a lot i am giving my best all the time fifteenth of may nineteen fifteen referring to some letters received from brisbane the nurses you refer to and as many more australian nurses as possible will be very welcome here 
I read lately that many of them had been rejected by the War Office regulation refusing to recognise them, unless from hospitals of over 100 beds. But we need every nurse available, for already amateurs with only a few months' training are being sent out. I need hardly say that I feel pleased that my letters are of such interest. One is often tired when writing, but it is cheering to know that they are appreciated. By this time you will be getting full details of the Dardanelles, and Australia has cause to be proud of the way her boys went ashore. It was different from our warfare, but the same old spirit shows forth. Referring to the destruction by gas of Prickly Pear. It is a pity we could not have some of that arsenical preparation for Prickly Pear to use on the Huns. Since last writing, the measures we have taken against chlorine gas have been very successful. The men have waited while the fumes passed by, and then fired on the advancing Germans. The pads, or respirators, are soaked in a solution of theosulfate of soda, hypo. For the last week this ambulance has been doing nothing, and time has hung heavy on our hands. But the fight has been going on steadily, and the loss of life has been something appalling. For over a week now three fights have been going on. To our north, at Ypres, the struggle still continues. After we came back, new troops came up, and the fight became even more desperate. The Germans have been pushing us back very slowly, and it would not surprise me if the town fell. But then we would have a straightened line and a better position. Meanwhile, the French, just below our line, have made a very marked progress, and still are pushing on. Last weekend we made an attack here, and I rather think it was meant to be an elaborate feint to relieve the French and the British at Ypres. Of course, we would have gone on if successful. This part of the line is very strongly protected, and our attack did not succeed. The Germans retired during the preliminary bombardment to dugouts, or rather, subterranean passages reinforced by concrete and practically shell-proof. When our men advanced, they came back to the mined first-line trenches. It was the same old tale of British doggedness against a withering fire, but we were held up. I wish the slackers at home could only see how our blood is being poured out here for them. If they could only see the barbed wire thick with corpses, or rows of men mown down by maxim fire, perhaps then they would come out and help us. The plain truth of the fighting recently is that instead of pushing the Germans, we are being put to our utmost to hold them in. Don't think I am despondent, but when one has been battered about as I was recently, it certainly destroys any optimistic feelings. As I write, the big guns are thundering out again, preparatory to another attack, and this one we hope will be successful. The country is looking very well just now. The trees have become covered with leaves, and the hawthorn blooms under a blue sky. Flanders looks pretty, and what a contrast to the winter. But within three miles of here, thousands of corpses lie unburied, and more are added to them daily. The grim harvest is still being gathered in, and there are many more days to go. 20th of May, 1915 We are still resting and doing nothing, though our men are not remaining so quiescent. At the beginning of the week the Indian troops kept the Huns busy opposite here, while the 7th Division swooped in on them lower down and made a great advance. But as usual our luck with the weather was dead out. The wind always blows towards us, or else fog and rain come on, and the latter occurred this time. The attack rather took the Germans by surprise. The artillery fire was very heavy, and from prisoners we heard it was very successful. It was so intense that the ration wagons could not come up to the trenches, and for twenty-four hours the Germans were without food. The men who surrendered were a very weedy lot, quite different from the usual. But all who desired to give themselves up did not manage to do so. One lot were spotted by their own side, who promptly began to fire on them. As we could not get them, we put our artillery on them also and between the two fires not a man remained. The guards also came to a lot who put up their hands, but to no avail. Our men simply wiped them out, and refused to be held back by their officers. 
one cannot blame them after what the germans have done to our men especially the wounded a prussian officer was being led back under escort near here and made some offensive remark to his escort who promptly bayoneted him on the spot the last three weeks have been an orgy of slaughter but one has got used to that now we only think in thousands as regards casualties the methods of the germans have so aroused our men that nothing will hold them in they are exacting a tribute from the huns for all their misdeeds in the last advance the germans had no gas cylinders though they used asphyxiating bombs but probably after this enforced halt they have brought up the gas however with our masks and helmets we are prepared for them so far we have not used any gas ourselves but it is not because we have any squeamish feelings the losses we sustained were comparatively slight in the attack much less than we expected and the germans are said to have lost ten thousand for a fortnight now they have had reverses all along the western line and their losses must have been enormous but we haven't taken the fight out of them yet by a long way we know that their nineteen fifteen class has been called up and is being used and we hope that soon the terrible drain will tell on them meanwhile we are being faced like you with a serious shortage of water there are so many men concentrated in a small area that most of the wells are running dry probably we shall have to drink canal water before long as it is water for animals and washing purposes is taken entirely from the ditches as we advance the problem will increase for we may be sure that all the wells will be poisoned the old grandmothers the fifteen-inch howitzers have been busy lately with good results one old lady was told off to obliterate a certain town the first shot went five hundred yards wide much to the gunners disgust the next day the general congratulated them on their work and said that this shot had absolutely wiped out a german battery round this same gun were three houses when the first shot was fired one house collapsed and the others were speedily evacuated since ypres one is inclined to forget that there are any dangers about here but a couple of incidents have soon given us a reminder a close friend of mine and an old pupil at the rotunda has just died of his wounds he was with his regiment near me at ypres the man who replaced me with the highland infantry had a narrow escape on his first day a piece of shrapnel went through his cap and another gave him a nasty bruise on the side his orderly was killed by his side the highland light infantry are a very unlucky regiment for medical officers and i got out well for the period i was with them my days up at the trenches are numbered at present the colonel is keeping me at headquarters to run the show and the other fellows go out it is a compliment and one should be satisfied but one is always hankering for the more exciting visits to the aid posts however any day may bring a surprise and one really does not know what is in the future twenty seventh of may nineteen fifteen the australian contingents have been doing great work and their losses have been heavy but my own division alone in these few days at ypres lost more than the australians up to date and since then we have been bled very badly the casualties this month reached a figure which would surprise you if i mentioned it but the germans have also suffered we know they have drawn on their nineteen sixteen class and also called out the oldest men from the landstrom with italy in and a new stretch of frontier to guard even though passively they will feel the drain we have still to bring up k's millions and the french have not used their nineteen fifteen class since i wrote last i am again up at the trenches with another regiment the fourth king's liverpool territorial replacing their medico who is on sick leave apparently i am being kept as a sort of general utility man ready for any job when required when i was appointed to the regiment they were in the trenches where we lately broke through it is in the area i did so thoroughly early in the year going up by motor ambulance we just missed a high explosive at one crossroad we saw everybody running for shelter and guessed the reason and soon smelled it i had not been here since the memorable nerve chapelle action and how battered it now looked 
i found the brigadier in the old aid post to which i used to sprint so hard it was badly damaged and hardly recognizable after finding out my regiment's whereabouts i walked over to it my aid post was about three hundred yards behind the firing line as the regiment was coming out that evening i had little to do it was interesting however to watch the shells coming over especially the coal boxes the enemy spotted the reliefs taking over and they shelled the trenches very vigorously with shrapnel and pipsqueaks the latter are three-inch high explosives fired with a very flat trajectory and give no warning of their approach our billets are still within shell range and one company was billeted alongside a good old grandmother the one which i told you about recently the gun is carried in three sections and requires five traction engines of one hundred and sixty horsepower each the shell is a monster four and a half feet high and weighing about one thousand four hundred and sixty pounds thirteen hundred weight it is naturally only used for a definite object and always has an aeroplane up to observe the shot nearby were two anti-aircraft guns i have been talking to several airmen and they all tell me that the germans go very near them with their shrapnel in the early days of the war it was easy work as the germans were very bad shots however they have improved tremendously and our men have a very warm time whenever they go up one man put up a record last week eighteen shots perforated his planes i saw several thrilling sights in the last few days our plucky fellows just going on with shrapnel bursting all around them during two days rest i was busy getting my department up to date a territorial regiment is different from a regular battalion then we came up again and so far i have had a quiet time but one never knows when it may change yesterday i went through all the trenches right up to the advanced ones to make a sanitary inspection coming back i was pestered by three snipers and that part of the journey was not pleasant bullets buzzed by me like flies and i was not at all happy end of section eight